Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schulte, and we are two weeks exactly to the day away from pitchers and catchers reporting uh, in Lakeland, Florida for spring training uh, for the Tigers. If you are a Dodgers fan, you are um, even more excited because they have to report on February 8th because they're flying to Korea to play the Padres in some overseas action, which I'm so glad Detroit has never done because while it shows that... um, you you have an international presence and you're important and all of that. It really really messes with schedules and uh, so yeah, it can it can cause problems. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss really. This is going to be the final um off season episode. There's going to be some spring training stuff, but we're actually officially going to close down season three with this episode and go to season four, starting with the next podcast that gets released, which will be during spring training. Uh, It's not going to be anything before uh, spring training games. Um, I usually do some sort of big questions episode and things like that. And the thing is, the fact of the matter is Detroit has so many big questions right now. It's kind of pointless to try to pick five or 10 or whatever. There's there. You really don't know what's going on with this team yet. So we'll cover a few things today and um, make some comments and um, post this thing and be good to go for a little while. So with all that being said, let's get on to what's happened in the last, well, since October, um, Detroit's redesigning their video board, which is whatever. <laughs> You'd think that a, a ballpark that's 23 years old would have a perfectly functional HD video screen and whatnot, but apparently they needed to do more and make it bigger and make it louder. And it's like, you know what? I don't really care. Um, So that happened. Uh, The big signings, uh, Detroit signs Kenta Maeda, Shelby Miller, Jack Flaherty, um, Andrew Chafin, and um, um, (laughs) anyway, they're all on one or two year deals. They're all on pillow deals, basically. Kenta Maeda is the big the big signing because he's bringing um, what would be considered a Japanese presence to Detroit, and um, eh, I guess I'll go with that. Um, but at the at the end of the day, when they needed a bat. When J.D. Martinez is out there, when Justin Turner is out there, when um, other premier players are out there, what do they do? They sign Colt Keith to a six-year extension with the possibility of a total of nine years worth $82 million. Guy's never seen a pitch in Major League Baseball. 
and he's going to be your opening day second baseman. He has injury concerns. I'm not really sure I like this deal. And I get what, St- what Scott Harris is saying. We don't want to block anybody. and We don't want to block any of our young talent, yada, yada, yada. Okay. I can live with that. What I can't live with is this team is right on the edge of being decent. This team is right on the edge of being respectable. This team is right on the edge of actually winning the division. And once you win the division, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Just ask the Diamondbacks. They weren't supposed to get to the World Series, and they did. The last three years have had wildcard teams in the World Series. Detroit made it to the World Series as a wild card in 2006. So to sit here and say, oh, well, we want to make, our, make sure our young players have, yeah, you, you can make sure your young players have what they want, and that's fine. But when it costs you the chance to come in and get somebody who is a winner, J.D. Martinez has World Series rings. Justin Turner has World Series rings. You go and you shake, you go to shake this guy's hand and you see a World Series ring, two League Championship Series rings. JD Martinez, you go to shake his hand. World Series ring, three League Championship Series rings. Like, I'm 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 a Red Wings fan, and I remember when Colorado was playing Detroit, and Patrick Waugh was Colorado's goalie, and somebody was whining about something and talking some trash, and Patrick Waugh was like, "I didn't hear what he said because my six Stanley Cup rings were too busy covering my ears." That's what J.D. Martinez or Justin Turner brings to this team. They bring respectability. They bring the ability to win. You walk into that clubhouse and you see some guy walking around with that kind of jewelry on his hands and you know, you know that that guy knows what it takes to win. And so when that guy speaks, the boys are going to listen. Miguel Cabrera just left. He retired, rode off into the sunset. That's all well and good. It's grand. Now you got a hole in that clubhouse that needs to be filled, and it's not going to be filled by just one person. Javi Baez isn't going to do it. Kerry Carpenter's not going to do it. Spencer Torkelson's not going to do it. Jake Rogers isn't going to do it. Kenta Maeda's not going to do it. But you bring in a guy like Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez, and you immediately get respectability in your clubhouse. And that's what Detroit needs. Now, he's not going to get you, they're not going to get you, either one of them aren't going to get you four wins to get you over the 500 mark and get you to 82 and 80. But they'll teach these players, these young players, how to win. They'll teach them what to do, what it takes, how much work is involved. What the proper way is to diet, what the proper way is to train. Things that young guys just don't know until they have somebody that can take them under their wing and say, Hey, look, I know this is, I know this is bothering you, 
This is how you get how you deal with it. Hey, look, I know you're slumping right now. I know you're one for 37 to start the season. But it's going to get better. Baseball's a long, this baseball season's a long season. It might even help Javi Baez. But Scott Harris chose to extend Colt Keith instead. Now part of this is, is look, if a, if a player doesn't want to come to your team, you can't make them. You can't just walk up to J.D. Martinez and say, hey, um, I know you don't want to come to Detroit because they've not had a winning season in seven years, but I want you here, so you're going to come here and, and, and do what I want you to do. It doesn't work that way. But I'm sure that if Scott Harris offered J.D. Martinez two years, $25 million, he'd take it. Especially now, considering that there's really not much going on in that market. And I'm sure that if he said, okay, it's two years, $25 million, the player option on that second year, J.D. would take it. Because if JD can come out, come in and and have a good have a good season at Comerica Park, then that proves to other teams out there, hey, he's still got it. He's still capable. He's still going to be a good fit for our squad. And you get at least a year of a guy who's a designated hitter and is going to show the rest of your guys what it takes to win. Instead, they signed Colt Keith to a six-year contract extension. Matt Chapman's out there. Still hasn't been signed. You signed Colt Keith to a six-year And if you're telling me that Jace Young, Justin Henry Malloy, Colt Keith, any one of those three, or any combination of those three, are better defensively than Matt Chapman, I want what you're smoking. Again, presence in the clubhouse. I understand you don't want to block young players. But there's something to be said for team chemistry and presence in the clubhouse that young players just can't provide. They can't bring to the table. Veteran leadership, especially on a team like the Tigers, when they're pitching oriented right now, they don't have a lot in the way of offense. Veteran leadership is huge and important. And Scott Harris dropped the ball. In other news, Detroit avoided arbitration with all five arbitration-eligible players. Uh, They almost went to arbitration with Casey Mize. But they figured out a deal for him. He wanted $840,000. They only wanted to give him $815,000. They ended up signing him to a two-year deal. Um, well, well, yeah, it's a two-year deal with a, cl- a club option for the second year. Um, 
$830,000 for the first year and a club buyout for $10,000. So he got basically the 840 he wanted. If the club picks up his option next year, it's $3.5 million. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, Tarek Skubal avoided arbitration. Jake Rogers avoided arbitration. Akil Badu avoided arbitration as well. And um, so Detroit is set there. Now, we've pretty much covered everything that I was looking into today. Um, with the exception of The big thing that I'm wondering about this year, where's the offense going to come from? Is is Riley Green going to have a full season? Is Spencer Torkelson going to be able to repeat what he did last year? Is Kerry Carpenter going to be able to repeat what he did last year? Is Colt Keith going to hit? Because he's going to be your starting second baseman, folks. You don't give a kid... $28,542,000, no, what was it? $28,742,500 for six years. And uh, then proceed to let him sit in the minor leagues for the first couple months. You just don't do that. So he's your opening day second baseman. And then what are you going to get from Parker Meadows? Uh, Parker Meadows, of course, is... Going to be your starting center fielder. <clears throat> your outfield is probably going to be Parker Meadows in center, Riley Green on a corner, and Mark Canna on a corner. I don't think you're going to have all three left-handed outfielders, whether it's Akil Badu, Kerry Carpenter, Riley Green, Parker Meadows. I think... You're not going to get any three of those four on a daily basis. You might from time to time um, to give Mark Canna a little bit of time off because he is 35 years old. But uh, at the end of the day, um, specific players are going to yeah. And you're not going to carry five outfielders. So one of those is going to have to go back down to the minors. Whether whether it's Kerry Carpenter or Akil Badu. I know Parker Meadows isn't. I know Riley Green isn't. You traded to get Mark Canna, so he's not going to the minors. So you're probably going to carry four outfielders. And... Um, yeah, you might could possibly carry five. I think Mark Canna's played some first base before. So he could he could be kind of a utility type player. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's you don't want to block players. Okay, that's fine. So why is Justin Henry Malloy still sitting in AAA? The guy that you traded Joe Jimenez for, a big piece out of your bullpen a couple of years ago. Um a guy who apparently has really, really good knowledge of the of the strike zone. So where's he going to fit? When's he coming up? 
These are just a few of the questions that we that 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 Tigers fans are looking at. These are just a few things that that the Tigers as a team haven't really addressed. So we'll see. We'll see where things go. We'll see what happens. Um, I will make my preseason pick um, at the end of spring training as to what this team is going to do off, um, as far as wins and losses are concerned. I was off by three games last year. I'm glad to be wrong. I was. I said they were 75 and 87. They ended up 78 and 84. So I was happy about that. With that, I want to thank Anchor for distributing the podcast. If you are not watching or catching the podcast on YouTube, please do so. YouTube.com forward slash at TB podcast. You can check me out on Mastodon at TB podcast. I'm still on Twitter. I refuse to call it that other letter. Um, uh, at Podcast Tigers. You can email the show. TigersBaseballPodcast at gmail.com. Um, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, 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 please. Uh, you can catch this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Uh, not that this is a fine podcast, it's just a podcast. With that, I will see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening and go Tigers.